But you know, while man, uh, while the material things are a real need of man, it's not his deepest need. For man was made for God. And his life it is not whole. His life is not fulfilled. His life is not what it ought to be without God. Jesus knew that there was substance and reality in fulfilling man's needs materially. And we have our welfare programs. We have our housing projects. We have our subsidies by the government in many, many farms. But we have found that you can have ABC, you can have your welfare programs, you can have your housing projects, but this does not necessarily make people better. Man doesn't live by bread alone. No, no. So uh, Satan said, well, then wait a minute. I have another thing I want to propose. I have another proposition. If you don't go for the material approach, if you refuse to be a material messiah, what about being a mystical messiah? You don't hear me. What about being a mystical messiah? Come on, go with me. I want you to walk with me in your mind up to the temple doing one of the great feats when the immigrants and migrants from all over are in Jerusalem in attendance to the feast. And I want you to walk with me up there on that exalted ledge that encompasses the temple where the soldiers walk to police the crowd. And uh, if you go out there with me and jump down with all of the people from the Greco-Roman world present, if you'll jump down, don't worry about it because the psalmist has already said that you're not going to hurt yourself. If you jump, the angels are there to bear you up. Bless your dash your foot against the stone, the people will go away proclaiming you as a mystical messiah if you'll jump down. But Jesus said, I've told you, Satan, get behind me. Your role is not to influence me. Your role is not to lead me. Your role is not to tempt me. Get behind me. Satan said, wait a minute then. If you don't go for either one of my propositions, I have a third one. Don't break off 
negotiation. I got something else to tell you. But now, I want you to walk with me in your mind to a high mountain. I want to show you a panoramic view of all of the kingdoms of the world. I want you to look at the glory of Egypt. I want you to observe the power of Assyria. I want you to look at the nobility of Babylon. I want you to see the power of Persia. I want you to see the power of Rome and the glory of Greece. Now, if you would compromise some of your principles, if I could get you to come into a deal with me, if you would secretly enter into negotiations with the devil, I'll give you all the kings, all of that power, all of that glory. If you just make a few shortcuts, I wonder if you have ever had that experience where you have been tempted to compromise your principles, to compromise your character to compromise what you believe in to make quick money and to get ahead you don't know what i'm talking about but satan said i told you satan your place is behind me. your place is not to lead me but to serve me even satan must serve God. Now these were three traditional concepts of the role of the Messiah. Historically, these were three concepts. The material Messiah. The mystical Messiah political and military Messiah. But then, as you read the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, there is another concept of the Messiah, which is the suffering servant concept of the Messiah. The suffering servant. This is the role that Jesus chose. He turned down the other road. He turned down the other approaches. He did not embrace the materialistic approach. He did not embrace the mystical approach. He did not embrace the political and militaristic approach. He rather that's the suffering servant concept. He was bruised for our iniquity. This 
is the road that Jesus chose. He knew this was a thankless road, and uh, he knew that this was the road where he would encounter ingratitude. He knew that uh, this was the road where his friends and followers would turn their backs on him. Why, uh, he knew that for a while they would acclaim him and they would say that he was a king. <laughs> and uh, he knew that they would stroke arms before him for a while. And they would proclaim him the king that cometh in the name of the Lord. You don't hear me. They knew, dear God, that he was and he knew that he was Dread God, who he was. But you know, Dread Day, on this journey for the Lord, is sometimes Hosanna. It's sometimes you pray. It's sometimes praises flow like waters from the woodland. Oh Lord, but stay out there for a while. Praise the die No matter how good you are, and no matter how much good you do, and no matter how many people you help, eventually the praises will die down. Eventually, the hallelujah will grow silent. Great God. And so after they praise after they are cleaned, after they strew in his way, after they label him as the king and messiah, oh Lord, a few days later, Judas came along, oh Lord, and betrayed him with a kiss. You don't hear me a few days later. You don't hear me a few days later. Red God, they who had praised him, oh Lord, denied that he was the Son of God. Peter said, I don't even know him. Oh Lord, a few days later, a few days later, a few days later, that crowd that had leaned on his breast ran away and left him in the hands of the enemies. Few days later, 